0: Welcome to Power Talk Podcast, where the talk is interesting, informative, and powerful. Welcome to the podcast with Pastor Paul Giacotto and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. How are you doing this afternoon, my pastor? Oh,
1: doing wonderful. Outside of being just a little under the... Under the weather, a little bit. I'm feeling, I'm doing really good actually, though.
0: Well, you're looking pretty good too. We're FaceTiming each other <laughs> and also recording at the same time, just keeping up with the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, amen, my pastor. Amen. So, so, listen, audience, we have a few things we like to talk about. And one of them is being patient, especially when it, with the word that God's given us, the church being patient. And we're talking about basically the church doors being open, you know, prematurely. We could talk about, uh, in regards to being patient, a prophetic word over our life and not being patient with that, allowing the door to open, the Lord to open the doors to that. We could be premature and force the door to be open. Very good. But but that's our topic for today, Pastor, is being patient in a word.
1: Yes. You know, I, I it's, it's interesting because I'm listening to so many ministers all around our nation right now, and uh, I've heard so many... Uh, some almost prophetic or the, at least the way they're portraying or purveying yeah. their message. It's almost as if God is saying it. But, but in most cases, I will say that it hasn't been, but mm-hmm. they're convinced that they've got to go fight to open up the doors. And, yes. um, you know, the Lord has really put it on my heart. Be patient. And here's Come one on. of the main reasons for what him telling me to be patient is that the church is his. Come he's on. he's the head of the church you know yes just yes. as a, a man would would protect his own home uh just as a a person would protect his own family or, or mm-hmm. uh, w- in other words whatever you own you would protect Absolutely. especially if it's something that's of deep value to you like a, a, a an individual uh yes. you know if somebody was going to hurt your wife you would you would protect them even if it meant death you know yes uh, Yes. now that's exactly the way god is with his church Mm, god is exactly the same way he and the reason i say that is because he is not pleased with the evilness that satan has tried to tried to create in undermining the church and how he undermined the church was by using this covid and many other things by trying to keep the doors closed and part of how he used that was using politicians Uh, using people in in their neighborhoods to tell on churches. And, you know, we can go on and on of all the different options that he has to do whatever he can to keep the doors closed. And as Mm -hmm. a result, it's created a lot of unrest with these ministers. Well, what's happened is these ministers are kind of like, well, we're going to fight back. And, you know, I get it to some degree because you might have the actual right legally the, mm-hmm. But it's not the it's not the letter of the law that we have to follow. It's the spirit of the law. Spirit
0: of the law. Come on. So
1: where's God's heart in this? And so we have yeah. to be very patient and say, God, what are you saying? Because if we do anything untimely, if we yeah. do it out of its time, what may look like it's good in our size and in our eyesight may end up messing up something that God is wanting to do. Exactly. And so I see a lot of ministers they're they're jumping the gun by making a move that God didn't really tell them to but because mm-hmm. they think that if they don't fight the church will never reopen. Well in reality wow. we're saying we don't trust that God can take care of what's his. Right. Just like we're expected to take care of our own wives and our own homes and blah blah blah, you know. Absolutely. God's Absolutely. powerful enough to take care of his as long as the church keeps looking to him, God will have what it takes to take care of his church. Amen. You know,
0: it's funny. You talked about the way a husband takes care of his family. I remember an incident that happened with my neighbor um, he was upset. He thought our dog pooped in his, in his, in his, uh, yard. Mm-hmm. So he kicked the poop on our, in our driveway mm-hmm. and my wife, she was upset, you know, saying that he said this to her and that to her. I'm like, okay. And I heard the Lord instantly because I was in the house when it happened. Yeah. She came in crying and that, that should automatically provoke me to like, oh, who made my wife cry? You know what I mean? Who right. made my wife cry? Right. But the Lord, he's like, son, just relax for a second. And he listened to the story. So I, I heard her side of the story. I walk out there and I looked at him and he's upset. My neighbor's upset. Your dog pooped. And I said, well, where's his poop at, Lawrence? And he, and he pointed I said, buddy. I said, that's not my dog's poop. He goes, how do you know? I said, that's big. My dog is small. <laughs> and, and I looked at him. I put my hand on his shoulder. I said, Lawrence, buddy, if that was our dog, I would pick it up. No problem. I said, but we should never allow something this small to come between us. I love you. We've been neighbors for over 10 plus years. And that automatically diffused the problem. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't me uh, uh, aiding my wife and and getting in there right away because he made my wife cry. It was diffusing the problem by acting in love.
1: Yeah. And this is where the church has an opportunity to start diffusing some things that in reality Satan has created satan has started he's basically lit the wick to the piece of dynamite Mm. and the world is holding the holding the dynamite and they're extending the wick to us and here's what happens we have the match in our hand we can either Mm -hmm. ignite it and let this thing blow up or we can do like you say we we can diffuse the problem and take that dynamite from their hands yeah with love Mm -hmm. with god on our side and allow god to show us how to move through this thing in a way that even the world is won back over to our side there it is because right now they don't see any anything about the church that looks anything or if reflects any difference than they do if the world fights then it seems like the church fights and so if you've got both sides fighting You have to ask yourself, well, what part is of God? It gets really hard to weed out what part is God so the world doesn't see God in us. We look just like they do. We're acting just like they do. We're angry just like them. We're angry just like them because we don't like them throwing their poop on our lawn or saying that we did. (laughs) (laughs) You're know, you
0: right. You're right.
1: And in reality, the world, they don't have a clue what the church brings to the table. They don't have a clue what kind of value we bring to the world. And you know Mm -hmm. why? cuz the world uh, because the church hasn't really presented a very good quality of what uh, the qual- kind of quality and character that Christ is supposed to look like and we like are supposed it. to when we walk out these doors and exactly. so uh so yeah there might be a way to fight but we've got to learn that our real spiritual battle isn't with flesh and blood that our real spiritual battle is against principalities and powers it's the, it's the influences That's right. That's of it. satanic hordes of demonic armies that are yes. influencing the world to say look at what the church is doing see how the church is messing this up right. see how and right. that's what the world is right. listening to they're listening to a spirit come on and the church should be also listening to a spirit but it should be the holy spirit and Amen. the holy spirit should bring peace to a situation the yes. world is bringing chaos to a situation so how do you diffuse chaos you bring mm-hmm. peace there it is and we should be listening to the Holy Spirit. And what it should do is it should stop Satan from being able to affect us. So, you know, if the world wants to put us inside of our homes for a while to do church, Mm -hmm. guess what? It doesn't stop the power of the church. The power of the church still rests in who Christ is. It doesn't rest in the fact that I can't meet in a building. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I will Mm -hmm. say it over and over because I know that I always tend to have to kind of... Um, give the disclaimers to everything I say, because people yes. get up in arms when they hear things. I really do believe that God wants us to be gathering in a church building. I preached on it yes. and the importance of it. But yes. I'm also not going to to uh, harm any potential that the church has by trying to fight back in the same way that right. the world does. I should be mm-hmm. fighting a different type of fight, and I should mm-hmm. look different when I do choose to fight. We the have to be patient.
0: And it's funny, exactly, there's that word, I want to define that word if I can. Yes. Able, able to accept or tolerate delays. <laughs> there you go. Able to accept or tolerate delays, problems or suffering, without becoming annoyed or anxious or fearful or angry. Isn't that now, good? I, that I, I love that. I love that. You know,
1: what I like about that is that, you know, because a lot of times, because I'm not really big into that whole word of tolerance by today's standards, but I like the way it's used because it's not saying tolerate, we're going to tolerate sin. No, it's just saying we're tolerating the delay because we know God is actively involved. And when it happens, because we were patient, God Mm -hmm. will take care of this thing.
0: Exactly. So, again, we've heard this before. Delay is not... Denial. Very
1: good. Delay is not delay denial. Delay is
0: not denial. Yeah. That comes with prophetic words. That comes with a a, a God word, a word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. But but we cannot expect because we're just a delay that there is automatic denial. There That's is right. not. That's good. There is not. Very mm-hmm. good. And that's and that's the definition of the word patient that we're talking about today, Pastor. And to me, this really embodies the word favor for this year. Yeah. Because if if we act outside of patience, then we're no longer in favor with God.
1: No, exactly. You know, if you go to, um, is it First Timothy twelve? I believe I'm going to read it out. Of I believe it was First yeah. Timothy twelve. Not First Timothy twelve. It was first. 1- timothy 1 verse 12 and this was where paul now this is really interesting watch what paul this is paul's calling in the ministry yeah and paul says this right here watch this because remember paul said man when he was talking about his past he said man if you want to talk Mm -hmm. about a pharisee i was like the king of the pharisees i was the best of the best because he really put pride into His belief. He put pride into the work of being a Pharisee. He put a lot of pride into being the best. If he was going to be a Pharisee, he wasn't going to be just a normal Pharisee. He was going to be the best Pharisee.
0: That's right. And
1: so watch what he says here. He's talking about his past. And he's talking about when Christ had placed him in the ministry. But watch what he says. In verse 12 of 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, he says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Now watch this. Mm -hmm. Although I was formerly. So now he's talking about his past. He's so blessed that God would put him into ministry, Mm -hmm. based off of even though in his past, Come on, I was a blasphemer. There it is. I was a persecutor and I was mm-hmm. an insolent man. Now that mm-hmm. word insolent means an injuri- injurious, okay? It, it means th- they put ins- insolent in like the new King James. But in the King James, the word is injurious, which okay. is the Hebrew word meaning one who, in pride and insolence, deliberately mistreats, wrongs, and hurts others. In other words, oh. treatment that is calculated to publicly insult and openly humiliate the person who suffers it. One who wow. derives pleasure from inflicting pain on someone. Now watch. Mm. Here, here's a man who actually enjoyed. It says he was a blasphemer, which means that he used his speech to intentionally say nasty, evil things wow. against others. Plus. He even used it to make false accusations, to make people, make them guilty. He also says, I was a persecutor. In other words, I took in... Now, here's what's interesting. That word persecutor is the word for... um, uh, Is also the word in uh, Greek means to hunt. It was the same word that they used as if you were a hunter. So, if you were to go out into the woods and hunt for an animal... He yeah. was saying, I would hunt you down. Wow. I would chase you or pursue you and persecute you. I would even take the actions of a hunter. I would literally follow you, hunt you down like I would an animal until wow. I captured you and was able to kill you. Wow,
0: what this, a mercy, huh?
1: Yeah, this is, wow. I mean, you want to talk about Paul being a heinous. Mm-hmm. So my point is is that no matter how many times the believers of Paul's day fought against Mm. anything, it wasn't going to do them any good. Right. They had to take on the patience of Christ in order to withstand the kind of persecution,
0: Persecution. the
1: blasphemy, the injuries that they would have been susceptible to by a world that hated them. And it was because of their patience that Paul saw The wonderful Mm -hmm. things that came from only those that serve Jesus. You see, this is where the church is going to have to learn that if God's going to show us favor in this year of 2021, we're going to have to learn what true patience are because we're going to win people over. Just like the Zacchaeuses of Luke chapter 19 verses 1 through Mm -hmm. 10. Mm -hmm. They're going to begin to look. Zacchaeus was a tax collector he wasn't quite at the same level as Paul Paul wanted to kill people and he enjoyed it in fact according to the scripture the persecutor was one who actually took gratification in watching somebody's blood spill right Paul enjoyed watching their blood spill and he would laugh Mm -hmm. about it now the very people that he persecuted now he's being called into ministry and becoming like the ones that were persecu- that he persecuted. Wow. You see, it wasn't because they were able to fight back with Paul. It was because they were able to love back towards Paul. Amen.
0: Amen. And like you're saying, they were able to put their trust and patience in the Lord, awaiting. Yes. Awaiting. 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 And yes. While they're awaiting, they were still ministering. Yes. And while they're awaiting, they're still ministering and praying. And you know the scripture I'm about to talk about here in Acts chapter 4. Now, mind you, the church is being persecuted. This is after the, the, the entrance of the Holy Spirit. This is Acts chapter 4. It talked about how the church is being persecuted. Yes. Okay? And it goes on to say, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness that may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. And when they had prayed that prayer, they were all assembled together, was shaken, and was filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Yes. So their reaction in patience was prayer. Prayer. Even even at being... At the at the thought of being killed, yes. martyred, you know, persecuted, like you just used right there, Pastor. Yes. these people went straight to prayer, not to rioting, not to picketing, not
1: going to the Capitol. right? They went to prayer. They went to prayer. When you're talking on a national level, and, and, and again, I'm going to give another disclaimer here. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking on a national level, there has to be a place where the people of God rise up in faith, and faith is always That's initiated it. through prayer not through fighting with your fists. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that God doesn't give some of them special gifts and abilities to be able to go into Congress and become politicians and to fight the right, right. way but right. it's still going to require us praying for those individuals so that way they have mm-hmm. an influence so that way they have power to overcome situations legally. Um, mm-hmm. you know so but but not in the way that right now the church is ready to fight. We're yeah. ready to stand our ground, and it's like that's not really where biblically it comes in. At some point, mm-hmm. uh, where we do have a right to physically fight, and I know some may not agree with this, but if somebody's going to enter in my house and they have, uh, you know, they have bad intentions, well, yeah. I'm going to meet their bad intentions with one of my own. Somebody's going to yeah. get hurt, and it's most likely not going to be me because right. uh, right. I'm going to protect my family. Because God give me that physical ability to do so because there's no time for talking. There's maybe a lot of speaking in tongues while I'm shooting, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, And and I have no desire for that. But this is why I even pray from my home before anything like That's that would right. ever happen and so That's I believe right. God protects my home so I don't ever have to worry about stuff like that
0: amen amen. but
1: should it you know should it happen and somebody come to my door and try to enter in well we're going to take them down because we're not going yes. to allow my family to get hurt because I I, I was going to stand in a corner and pray that they wouldn't you know whatever
0: exactly
1: you know um, but but I'm talking when we're talking about the nation here and, and it revolves around law and it revolves around uh, demonic strongholds and principalities and powers that are in high places that are influencing this stuff this is where we meet them head on face to face in the spirit not in the flesh and we've got to learn to know where that if god does say to fight i want you to go into your churches and stand your ground well then we've got to be okay and sensitive to that but i haven't found that god's really told a lot of people that i hear a lot of people just listening to the outside voices they're listening mm-hmm. to the the to the media they're listening to their civil rights they're listening to lawyers they're listening mm-hmm. to other mm-hmm. go, other godly men that are saying we got to stand up and fight for our rights well guess what mm-hmm. i want to hear where god has told somebody specifically and show it in scripture where it can be yeah, verified exactly. in Scripture. Where that way, if we do do it, we know that it's of God. If not, exactly. I don't believe that it's of God until God tells us to.
0: Exactly. And David, you know, King David, he's before every battle, he prayed and asked, Lord, Lord, should I go out to battle? Yeah, he asked every time, every before every battle. And some battles were quite obvious. And one of them was when they took his family and livestock and everything. Yet he still insult the Lord. Lord, should I go attack? And Lord's like, go
1: attack and you will persevere you know what he was it's very good because he was an anointed king yes. but he was also a king who was anointed so yes. he was anointed by god to be king but he mm-hmm. was also a king who was anointed to uh to do what kings would do mm-hmm. not just be one but also mm-hmm. do what kings do and his was mm-hmm. battle but he would mm-hmm. do it by staying close to the lord and always seeking god's face even before battle. And you mm. see, this is why I say we're, a, we're, we're at the point of entering into battle, but we yeah, need yeah. to be very clear on what God is saying on how to enter into this battle. Because exactly. if we're not, we're going to, like I say, we tend to mess things up. And when we mm-hmm. mess things up, we tend to get in the way of what God is doing and saying.
0: Exactly. And again, that gets us outside of favor. Mm-hmm. Again, this, this year is a year of favor. Yeah, And uh, you talked about favor in our finances, favor over our health, um, and jobs. Um, let's see here. Oh, and people complimenting our lives. Yes. You talked about that. And how can people compliment our lives in a year of favor if we're look again? We're acting like the world. We're responding like the world. Yes. We're thinking like the world. Yes. And the Apostle Paul said in First Corinthians thirteen, "When I was a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, and I spoke like a child. But when I became a man, I put those childish things away." Yes. And why he was that? Because he understood that love is patient and love is kind. Love keeps no records of wrongs or no wrongdoing. And yes. This is the this is an apostle who embodied what love was. Or yes. Even still is.
1: Yeah, and and, you know, um, this is why Satan is working deeply against church. Just in the past year, year and a half, I've known many ministers. I think we've even mentioned this on a previous uh, podcast is that I've known several ministers whether personal or really not personal, but I just know of them because I've either yes. listened to them or respected them in some way. Where mm-hmm. they've literally given up on God, or they've taken a oh yeah a yeah. hard left on mm-hmm. in, in somewhere in their belief system. And um, there's one locally here that was a, a, a well-known minister of sorts. I'll be honest with you, I only know because I see him on my social media posts. Um, something happened in one of the the ma- large churches here in town. Yeah. Um, and he's on social media quite a bit now, bashing this church that he was a minister in, and he's basically okay. made it known that he was going to bring them down and just dis- you know destroy them. And wow! And I, again, I don't really know what happened. Maybe it was sure. really terrible. I, I, I'm not defending or for or against. I, my mm. point is simply this: is that if Satan can pull ministers out because of the fact that uh, out of these positions. How much more so is he not going to affect the people that sit and listen to these people Mm -hmm. that are in positions Mm -hmm. Um, because they're well respected? You see, this is what happens when we're motivated by emotion and we don't have the patience to stay still in the spirit, to wait on God in the spirit.
0: Well, I think you said a key word there is the emotions because the emotions, man, we're fickle. Yeah. You you light something, you say something, you ignite something. And, you know, I heard a minister say this, Pastor, very, very powerful last night I heard this. He said this. He goes, if you're close to the Lord, you don't need very much encouragement. Yeah. If you're close to the Lord, you will, you'll, you'll take it very little to encourage you. I, I totally I like, agree. You know what? It's like, that is so true. I mean, to me, I think about Jesus being so close to the Lord, overturning the tables in the temple— because he was furious that they made the uh, the house of prayer into a house of den of thieves.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, that was a spiritual uh, act. Yes. God's asking us to be patient, which is also a spiritual act. Yes. Be patient. Yep. The, ta- the tables that we can overturn are the ones that are being still and know that he is God. Yes. Don't just be still right now. If there's every season to be still, this is that season to be still. Would you yes. agree with that, Pastor?
1: Yeah, this is the reason to totally be still. Um, You know, again, the church is... Look, the church is great at movement. Mm -hmm. And this is why they don't hear from God. You know, when we think moving and doing things for God is God. Mm -hmm. Godly. In other words... You know, there's a lot of people that love to do soup kitchens. They love mm. to feed the homeless, and they, they love to do all these wonderful things, even little outreaches church. for their church. And I'm really not against that. In fact, I think it's wonderful because those are designed by God a lot of times. Right, right. Um, but a lot of the people that participate in those things, they weren't the ones that they didn't join necessarily because God spoke to their hearts, say, hey, I want you to be a part of this outreach. I want you to begin to minister to lives. I want you to be there. So they don't come out prayed up. They don't come out ready to hear from God. They go out because they're doing a good deed. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's wrong or bad. I'm just saying is, is that is that God gives out his rewards based on where we are at the moment
0: mm-hmm.
1: with him when we right. do it. Are, right. are, are we just doing it because it makes us feel better and we think mm-hmm. God's chalking it up as a score? Or are we mm-hmm. doing it because... Honestly, we really love the people and we're doing it because God put this in our heart to do and we just want to please God more than anything. Right. You know, who, who, so in reality what you do is you put you, you put God and you put mm. the other or or the individual that it will help. And you have to really look at your look at that uh, that those three things and say, "Who am I first trying to please? Is it the person?" Mm. Mm. Is it me or is it God? Right. No. Right. Whenever so. I do, I do all things as unto the Lord. Even mm. if it's to minister to others, my first priority is that I would bless God through it. Amen. And so here's what's happening is the church has gotten great at movement, and they think, wow, I'm doing something for the God. How come the church is failing? How come people are getting the souls are leave, people are leaving the church? How come the church isn't more powerful? Well, but it's right. because of that mentality that people are in churches, but they don't do things for God. They do it for mm. themselves, mm. or they do it for something outside of themselves, but they're not doing it to please him first.
0: Interesting. It kind of goes back to what we talked about the past three weeks about programs over power versus power over programs. Yeah. And programs can get lost. We can get lost in the program. And because we're lost in the program, we don't have power, which means we're not hearing the voice of God or the direction of God for the church.
1: No, it's the truth. You know, I've been saying this quite a bit is that a lot of the things that have transpired recently have been because we've put a high priority on man being our savior. Mm-hmm. rather than God being our Savior. So what happens is yeah, is we prioritize power out, which only comes from God, and we pr- prioritize program. Okay, I've got to be at this program on Saturday. Mm. And then mm. we start thinking after about three or four months into it when we realize, okay, man, this is not easy anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. We
1: start yeah. figuring out, oh, man, you know what? I need to go tell the leader that I, I need to quit. I don't have time for mm. this. Oh, so you mm. didn't really do it to begin with for the Lord anyway. You see, right. you've prioritized the program, and now the program is prioritizing your life and you don't have time for it. You see, because when it's wow. of God, you don't leave it until God tells you to leave. Exactly. You get into it when God tells you to get in and you get out when God tells you to get out. You see, we've stopped living that kind of supernatural lifestyle mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's the power of God that mm-hmm. we're supposed to live by. The same power that saved us mm-hmm. and raised Christ from the dead. All the things that, that, that power, the power of God does, mm-hmm. you know, we desire really the program more than we do the power. So what happens is mm-hmm. is we stop seeing God work miracles when we're out doing our outreaches. Yeah. We stop yeah. seeing yeah. God move in our lives. We don't hear his as clear, and we wonder mm-hmm. why. Because we're still faithful. We still right. go. We still right. attend church regularly. We still, mm-hmm. you know, we still pray, you know, at once mm-hmm. you know once in a while or we tell our mm-hmm. kids to love Jesus. Well we think yeah. that all these spiritual things mm-hmm. Draws closer to God, but it isn't. It's that personal thing with God that brings about the power of God. So that way you mm-hmm. can keep that spiritual engine revved up. I, I love it. You know, I thought
0: about a quote. Someone said, "The church that has testimonies is a church is on fire. Mm-hmm. The church that has testimonies is a yeah. church is on fire." Because that's where, when there's testimonies, that's where the power of God is yeah. is moving. Yeah. is moving, and you think right now because church is being closed, there's less testimonies yeah I haven't heard what you call what you're a really good testimony during this this past year. people getting saved, I haven't really heard about yeah. it, you know yeah I see I still see certain men like I'll just say his name like Todd White, who yeah. are out there still doing some wonderful things out there, yep. but that's far few in between mm-hmm. you know as far as when it regards to testimonies and uh, people who are willing to go beyond the norm and start reaching out to people. You know, even yeah. even with little, very
1: little time. You know, it, it, the truth is, is, we have FaceTime, we have texting, we have phones. Yes, yes. Uh, we have so many of ab- different ways and abilities. Look, um, we've all gotten creative in communicating and stuff. Now, I mean, we're communicating mm-hmm. on via uh, online every week for our church services. We're learning yes. to be u- utilize the technology to be creative enough in order mm-hmm. to still offer the people what they need. Yes. Well, just because you can't be outside the doors doesn't mean there's still not the ability to touch lives. Amen. And I think that that's what Come we forget on. is like, oh great, Satan's trying to shut Satan has shut down has shut us down. No he hasn't. The only mm-hmm. people that he shut down are the people that don't want to take the time to be obedient to God to do what God would use. God will is. use your phone. God will use that one opportunity when you're out there There mowing your lawn and your neighbor's out there where you can still yell across to them and say, hey, how you doing? And there's still opportunity. And um, what happens is the church thinks that there's only one way. And Mm -hmm. we get used to those pre-cut cookie cutter type situations that if those cookie Mm -hmm. cutter situations are gone, we assume that Satan's taken it away. No, he hasn't. Yeah. In fact, it might actually enhance your out, your outreach and your evangelism because now it requires that you make a different move and seek God on it.
0: There it is. Come on, Pastor. And I think this where diversity and creativity, they really connect in the kingdom of heaven. Mm, they and do. Especially here on the earth. They do. We can get real creative. Look at us now. Again, you and I, five years ago, we, we said we would not be thinking about doing this five years ago. I'm FaceTiming you, recording on our computer, and we're making it happen today.
1: You know, right now I'm sitting here. I've got about five different wires going to five different directions. (laughs) That's exactly why I wouldn't have done it five years ago because there's this like, oh, my goodness, this is hard work. But it's like anything. You do it once, and now I can set it up in less than about two to three minutes, and we're boom. We're off to the races, and we're communicating to the world. You see, the problem is is we lack patience. We Mm. lack the patience that it took five years ago to just take a simple setup. Right. And create a podcast to create, yeah, you you know to create a a website or a platform where people can watch. Um, the truth is, we just don't want to take the patience that God's given us to utilize it. And and yeah. a lot of people, you know, they misinterpret patience. They think that this patience thing is something that God's going to teach them by having to wait all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's exactly what patience really means. I think patience, no. what it's really saying is, is that. Is that you don't get to do it your way? Exactly. You have exactly. to wait on God to do it His way. It exactly. doesn't mean that you don't have to move though, or that you can't move. Exactly.
0: In the latter part, of, again, that definition of the patience, Pastor, talks about there is suffering without becoming annoyed. Mm-hmm. So you will. There's there's suffering with patience. By the way, yes. It's, it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be at, you know always at peace. Right. You have to you have to fight for that peace. And again, this is just a regular definition: is suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious or fearful, fearful or angry. Yeah, I mean, so suffering is going to happen, yes. but can we can we fight for that patient even in the in the midst of suffering?
1: Yeah, I know it, it really is. I mean, it's it comes down to almost a discipline. Patience is almost yes. is really a, a mental and emotional discipline mm-hmm. um, because once I get beyond the flesh. Then I get to into the spirit where I wait, and that's that's, mm-hmm. and it's not as hard. But uh, but patience to begin with is not something that people just naturally gravitate to uh, mm-hmm. because we you know we, we've I think we've been saying this for about thirty years. We live in a microwave world, but but it's set on crockpot mode. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing yeah. ever really comes as quickly as we want it. But then there are things that do, and when they mm-hmm. do. We lose the ability to be patient for the things that don't. Right. And in reality, right. not, everything is has a different timing. You know, it doesn't matter how fast I want the summer to get here; it, it still requires twenty four hour days. Sure does. I, I can't speed that up. Now, mm-hmm. how fast it gets here really depends on my perspective in life. There it is. If I stay busy, truth is, is that summertime will get here pretty quick. If if I'm not doing anything. And I'm just waiting for that moment. It'll seem to take forever. Exactly. And, and exactly. so patience is, is a perspective, too. And so we've got to get beyond everything happening quickly and just trust the Lord that his timing is his perfect timing. Exactly.
0: And you got me thinking, Pastor, on on as far as timing. And you had said something else there. Um, but working. Thank you, Lord. You said working. You know, I was looking at Ephesians chapter 4. um, Verses 11 through 16. I'm sure most of us are familiar with that. It talks about the gifts. The apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, teacher. And it talks about um, these gifts are given to the church, right? Yes. And I saw something very powerfully. It says, they're there for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah. Edifying the body of Christ. Now, we talked about being patient. We talked about... Also last week we talked about the the prophet yeah. and how he, he has his place. I think it's interesting these five gifts were sent to equip the church for the work of ministry. Yeah. Not not for anything else. Right. The work of ministry. That means there is a task at hand. That means there's a job that needs to be done. Yes. And I think we were resting so much on what people were saying that we forgot the work of the ministry. Which means we're no longer edifying Christ.
1: That's right.
0: Yep. And I thought when I came across that the other day, you talked about keeping busy, keeping busy, even being patient and keeping busy. This is it right here. It says for the work of the ministry, the equipping of the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Yes. You know, we. You said uh, there's very little edifying right now. There's more division, division than there is. Edifying, edifying yeah. is to pull together and to bind close. Yeah, uh, a three. Solomon said a three strand cord is not easily broken. That's right. That's, edi- that's edification, and we're seeing the opposite of edification. We're seeing the opposite right now of, of, of certain areas of ministry uh, of the gifting, mm-hmm. where they're not, they're not equipping the church. It's almost di- uh, mm-hmm. dividing the church, so to speak. Some of these things. Yeah, and, and I started thinking about it, like you just said just a moment ago about working. Working till till summer, so to speak. Yes, and we really lost in general. The church in general have lost the equipping of the saints for the working of the ministry.
1: Man, you you said that. This is why there's no patience because our leaders are not patient. Remember, the people the people determine a lot of how they move based off the yeah. leader. Then, there it is. That's and so, it. if the the leader is in one of those impatient people himself, and he's he's more fleshly minded. He, if all of his responses are based off of what he feels is right or what he thinks he has the right to, and, and I'm going to say this because when I was young in ministry, I easily did this. Yeah. Um, it was real easy for me to get it in my head that there was just certain things that we have rights or 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 yes. that I uh, that I'm going to do. Nobody's going to tell me how, and well. Mm-hmm. I'm still leading people even in the process of that. And at mm-hmm. that time, I was a youth Good. minister. So not only did I have adult leaders, but I also mm. had youth that were following that that kind of mentality. Right. Well, right. today as a pastor and I'm growing in it, I realize, wait a second, the spiritual leader has got to teach the people to be sp- spirit, mm. to, to walk in the spirit. That's it. That's how I equip them. I equip them to, exactly to, to walk in the spirit, but they yes, can they only be led by example. So if I'm walking in the spirit, then hopefully they see that example that would allow them to say, Oh, that's how that's Pastor it. Paul walks in this. That's how he does this. He's not that's like. The rest of the world He's not like other ministers That are flying off the handle And getting easily angered At everything that he doesn't agree Mm with Oh, he's not going to respond The way that every. Mm -hmm. He's asked the Lord The Lord told him "Uh, You see, this is what you want to do Mm -hmm. And that's how you begin to build them And edify them That's good That is so good, Pastor
0: Again, unfortunately We've lost focus over that For the past, I would say 2020 Mm -hmm. I mean, if there's ever a year of distraction It was last year and and it's funny the prophetic word for our church was renewed vision yeah and yet our perspective some of our perspective was askew because it was was distracted
1: yeah it it it, it was distracted so bad my brother because you know again i i've said this is that a lot of people put a lot of hope into a president into Mm -hmm. a man that was in the oval office and Mm -hmm. um and I get it because they can make some difference. I'll be the first to tell you that a man can make a difference. Right. But when you believe that he's the only one that can change it all, well, then right. that means you don't believe God has the power to do whatever he can do. Look, right. we know that all throughout his, the his, the biblical history, mm-hmm. God, when he showed up, he did it mm-hmm. big. We're talking all the way from Adam and Eve to Moses and pulling bringing right. them out of Egypt. Over the Red Sea, into the wilderness, across the Jordan, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. fighting giants, knocking down walls, to Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, to Jesus raising from the dead from a miry, ugly, wooden beam called the cross that was bloodied and stained with his own blood. We're talking to the point that he's going to meet the enemies out on the battle of Armageddon and destroy them. At the end of the millennium, he's going to cut, allow Satan to be released from hell and he's going to destroy him wow. and judge them again at the great white throne of judgment. We forget wow. that God still has power here. Mm, and we still keep putting precedence into a man you realize that that's why the world is going to fall for the antichrist because they're going to look for a powerful man and not for the christ but an antichrist you see we've got to get our hearts and minds (laughs) wrapped around the fact that jesus Mm -hmm. is the only hope he is Mm -hmm. the only way that this is going to happen he is the power Amen. Wow. Amen. Come on, Pastor. Goodness.
0: On. <laughs> you talk about an awakening or a revival. This, what you describe to me is exactly what God wants to do in his body. Like you stated at the beginning of this podcast, the church is his body. Yeah. And this is why revival or an awakening has to come. is because it's time for the church to wake up and get what you said. Come on, in their in their, in their eyes, and in their ears, and in their heart, and in their mouth. Mm. According, was that Deuteronomy twenty nine? So we will not sin against the Lord any longer, but go forth and do what He asks us to do. Amen. My goodness. Amen. So so powerful, Pastor. So good. So, so good. I
1: think that if we're going to see some changes, patience has got to be the virtue that we mm-hmm. discipline ourselves enough to say, okay, before I take a step, mm-hmm. before I make a move, before mm-hmm. I do it my way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get God's perspective on this. I'm going to listen to spiritual leaders that truly are seeking the spirit, not just mm. a, a spiritual type of leader, but a right. spiritual leader. Come on, Pastor. One who's really listening to the voice of God. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll go from there. And yeah. what will happen is the church will get back into order and we'll overcome. I'm telling yes. you right now, people in Congress, people in our Senate, People, Mm -hmm. uh, politicians, people Mm -hmm. in high places that we don't know Mm -hmm. about, people that are lurking in the corners of our local state and government, like our mayors, Mm -hmm. our city Mm -hmm. council members, people Mm -hmm. that have power as far as financial power to make things move. We can overcome it all Mm -hmm. if we'll get back in line with what God is saying and doing simply because we're going to be patient enough to only do what he tells us to do
0: my goodness that's so powerful pastor that's so good and to me when you say that you reminds me master for such a time as this pastor amen For such a time as this we were put on this earth to make a difference amen so not everything is dark not everything is is, is disappointing or disastrous god is in here god is in this place and he's over our nation whether we whether we want to acknowledge it or not he is here
1: that's good i love it amen amen my pastor so I I think that's about all I really have to shed on that whole thing. But um, mm-hmm. you know, just know this that this is a year of uncommon favor, and what does that mean? Because it's real easy to say, come up with a a little title or a theme and make it positive, like a lot of mm-hmm. ministers you know maybe do. I don't know. I'm not blaming sure, saying sure. other ministers do. I. But it seems like every year God gives us something positive to hang to, so to speak, because Mm. I believe that he does want us to have faith in him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he ever tells us that he's going to fail. So I think that he gives us that thing that says, okay, I'm not going to fail you. So here's what I want you to hang to this year, is that I'm going to show uncommon favor to you. Why? Mm. Because I love my church. And I believe that that ultimately is it. And if we can be patient and trust in that in these trying Mm -hmm. times... Mm -hmm. You're going to see the kind of uncommon favor where, you know what, you will get the job that maybe others aren't going to get under a restriction called covid uh, under nice. a quarantine Maybe mm-hmm. you won't be may, You may not be the one that Even if sickness does come to your dwelling You probably won't be knocked down for weeks at a time Like many people are right. uh, Maybe maybe Somebody will just show up at your doorstep And you'll be the one getting the food When everybody else is struggling to put food on the table Come on pastor Come you on. You know, Maybe you're the one that when everybody else is frustrated Because now all of a sudden A husband and wife are seeing more of each other And they're about ready to get mm-hmm. a divorce You and your wife Mm -hmm. are getting closer to one another because you're taking the time to see jesus in the middle of it maybe you and your children are getting closer maybe you're spending more quality time that you never had whatever the case may be god's going to drop his uncommon favor on his Mm -hmm. children Mm -hmm. as long as his children are patient enough to hold to him wow And that's where we are in this last day, in this, in this day of 2021, where God's saying, I'm going to basically, I don't know if it's what you call a repayment, like a type of Mm -hmm. judgment. I didn't really sense that it was that, but God's just saying that whatever the world created, I'm going to do something for the church that the world can't stop. Wow and I'm gonna do something for my church because the world yes. tried to stop it. I'm gonna show the world you can't stop this and I'm gonna bless mm. my church and take care of them And wow. what the world tried to put a stop to, I'm gonna put a go-to. And so mm. guess what? God's gonna put a go on this one and wow. I it's called uncommon favor for this year. Wow.
0: Well listener, there you have it. jump on board. And you know what? No seatbelts required. Just get in in (laughs) Jesus' mighty name. Well, Pastor Paul, we had a good talk. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. You bet. Patience. Patience is so wonderful. And one of the things the Lord shared with me, listener, I want to share with you about patience. Patience always equals thankfulness. Patience always equals thankfulness. Always be thankful to the Lord. We love you, listener. Thank you for tuning in. And God bless. God bless.
1: Thank you for joining
0: us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can find us at fellowship.fm and Spotify. If you would like more information, prayer, or want to contact us, go to powerhousechurch.us.